Welcome to A Year on Tour with Wittinghus. Here's your host, Hans Christian Wittinghus. Hello guys and girls and welcome back to another episode of A Year on Tour with Wittinghus. Today I will answer a couple of questions from our Patreons, one about the pre-World Championships preparations for the Danish national team and also uh, I will touch on the topic of what badminton can learn from the hype that's been created uh, in the sport of paddle over the past few years in my opinion. Apart from that there's also a bit of news on what my task will be during the upcoming World Championships and uh, finally just uh, a little bit of update on my training and my current situation. So let's just get straight into it. So in terms of the uh, World Championships, the uh, draw is going to be made today and that also means that the final very, very, very small chance there was that I could be uh, given an invitation for the World Championships is gone. So there is no more, uh, no more chances that I will be part of the World Championships as a player. Um, well, it's been very close to a fact for quite some time now, but now it is a definitive uh, fact. I will not be in the draw today. So of course that's a little bit sad, but yeah, I've been pretty used to the thought for quite some time now. And as I described to you guys in my latest episode, I already have some other tasks during the World Championships. Uh, being part of the uh, the coaches conference and I will also do the Badminton Weekly show on the Sunday uh, along with BWF. And now I will actually also be doing commentary and working as a pundit for the Danish TV uh, channel that is broadcasting the World Championships, so TV2. I will be working for them on Monday to Wednesday, so on the first three days. They will make a setup for one of the extra courts, so not court one or two that will be TV produced, but they will actually produce an extra court, which is probably going to be court number three, and show that for all the viewers that buy their digi digital platform uh, called TV2 Play. So I'll be commentating on matches on that court, and I will also be in the studio as an expert, especially uh, when they have to watch, uh, have to show the matches, uh, when they're going to show the matches of uh, Gemke, Ansonsen and uh, Axelsen. Um, so I'll be an expert on the uh, on the men's singles. Maybe also some, maybe also some of the uh, of the other matches, but for sure I will have a role in terms of analyzing the uh, the men's singles and then commentary on court three. So that will be a lot of fun and uh, I'm obviously uh, quite excited about that. Maybe I'll do more for them at the end of the week, but it depends on many things. Like my wife is away, so I will be, I will be alone with my son uh, during uh, Thursday to Sunday. So I'm a little bit busy with that. I also need to do a few things with the coaches conference and also in my club, uh, my Danish club. We have a league match the week after the World Championship. So I I'm quite busy. So I don't know if I'll have time to do more things for TV2 during the World Championships. But for sure, the first three days, I will be there working for them. So very excited about that. In other news, I, uh, another thing I'm very excited about is that uh, I will be going to Canada later this year, actually in the end of September. On the 27th to the uh, 1st of October, I will be in uh, Vancouver, so just for uh, yeah, a short stay of uh, four days doing some 
clinics, maybe even an uh, exhibition match as well. So that is going to be awesome. Like I haven't been to Vancouver for yeah way too long now. It is my favorite destination in the world to uh, to go to. So I am so excited about going there, and uh, yeah, seeing some old friends I have there. Daryl Young, who's uh, in charge of uh, the Clear One uh, facility and uh, yeah, Babinson um, clubs. So yeah, really excited about going to uh, visit him with uh, Thomas Downgard, one of the uh, national coaches in Denmark as well. So that's going to be awesome. And if uh, I have any uh, Canadian listeners who are from the Vancouver area, uh, stay tuned for uh, for the news about what we are going to do. But it's it's so excited that uh, yeah, I just wanted to share it with you guys that I am going to go there again and do some stuff at the uh, end of September, start of October. So really excited about it. Other than that, I would say that my training lately since the latest episode uh, has been going pretty well. As I told you guys in in the latest episode, my main focus right now is to get back in a better physical shape and uh, and make sure that uh, I get a bit more match fit for when my league matches start uh, here at the end of the month and the start of September. Uh, I'm really uh, trying to take good care of my hamstring, which you guys know I've been uh, dealing with for a long, long time time now. And uh, I actually played a full match in training on Tuesday. I'm recording this Thursday morning. I played a full match in my club uh, in the evening practice on Tuesday. And uh, I didn't really feel any uh, any soreness, extra soreness in my hamstring or anything after that. So that's a very positive sign. And I also feel like I've been able to actually do the work in the gym that uh, I was hoping to do for the past couple of weeks. So I'm, I'm very happy with how the training is going. I'm still not training as hard as if I was preparing for the World Championships, for example, or stuff like that. But I would say slowly I am gearing up the intensity a little bit and I still have uh, yeah, actually exactly two weeks from today before I need to play my, uh, my first league match. So I feel quite uh, confident that I will be in uh, at a good place when uh, when that league match is on in uh, in two weeks from now the only thing that's a little bit tough right now is that I am uh, I'm double jobbing I would call it at the moment because uh, I am still in the national center training there every day but I have also started my new role in uh, in my club Villon, where my contract started here at the first of August so I'm, I'm quite busy with morning trainings. Actually on Tuesday, I do morning training in my club video where I'm coaching and then I go straight to the national team setup and do my own training after that. So it's like two trainings already early in the morning. And I have a couple of days like that where I'm like doing my role both in video my club and also at the national center and also need to do my, my, uh, my gym sessions and stuff. So I'm, I'm quite busy right now, but it's fine, I actually enjoy it and uh, the final training for me in the national team will be on Friday next week so it's only for one more week I need to uh, I need to have an uh, everyday life like this where it's just from one place to the other all the time. It's uh, yeah it's it's working okay it's a little bit tough but yeah I can see an end to it as well and after I started in video which is now like 10 days ago with my new role I'm just I've become even more certain that this is the right decision for me right now to have uh, chosen to do it this way. And I'm really excited about finishing my uh, my time at the National Center and just go into uh, like this uh, new role uh, full time. I think it's gonna be amazing. So I'm very excited about that. And yeah, as I said, my final training in the national team will be on Friday next week, but we will actually wait until the Wednesday after the World Championships to kind of like make a small 
ceremony where they will say thanks for the 18 years and stuff like that and uh, yeah there will be said a lot of good goodbyes and stuff so i will be there for one more training there just to say goodbye uh, but to me the last real training is on friday next week and that's obviously going to be a little bit emotional but i'm also very uh, yeah i'm definitely looking forward to it and i'll definitely uh, share with you not next week but after that the uh, goodbye ceremony on the Wednesday. I will definitely uh, be sharing uh, how it all went and stuff and uh, talk a bit more about it on the, uh, on the podcast as well. On to the two questions uh, I said in the start I would go back, get back to from my patrons. One is from uh, Anthony Negren. Uh, who is uh, saying that he noticed on Instagram, on Badminton Denmark's Instagram, that the Danish national team re-roll out mats as a pre-tournament prep. And he is wondering why we guys play on wooden floors during non-pre-tournament prep. And uh, the answer is actually pretty simple, Anthony. Um, the hall that we are training in, uh, Bondbyhallen it's called, it's a, it's a quite big arena. I think it can seat around four, 5,000 people, 4,000 probably. Um, and it's like, it's used for multiple events, not only badminton. So we, the national team just rent it uh, for training. It is our training base and we're there almost every day, but there are few periods, smaller periods where it's rented out for a big conference or other stuff like that. So it's, it's quite, uh, it's quite a bit of work rolling out mats and removing them again, rolling them out again and doing that all the time when they have all these different kind of events, especially during the weekend. They have a lot of events where we are not training at the National Center anyway. So it would be a lot of work if they had to roll out mats all the time and remove them again. So that's why we don't have it out all the time. If we had our own facility that we owned, I'm 100% sure that we would be playing on mats all the time. So like it's it's a matter of logistics more than it's uh, because uh, there's uh, any other good reason why we're not playing on mats in other periods than leading up to big events. We do it up to the big events because we feel like it does make a difference. So it's worth it. And the, the extra bit of uh, work we have to do with like rolling them out and taking them away. Um, yeah, it's worth it. And uh, in some periods we're quite lucky. Usually here during summer, they don't have as many uh, other stuff going on in the hall. So I think we will have the mats out for four weeks straight where we don't have to remove the minor things. So that's quite nice. So yeah, I hope that answer made sense, Anthony. The other thing I wanted to talk about is from Arch Stanton, who was uh, talking or asking about like the topic Babson as a phenomenon. Um, he says that like paddle seems to be like the new squash in every way, like after trending for a good number of years in Finland, where I guess Arch is from. It's uh, he sees now that many of the dedicated paddle holes that suddenly appeared are now disappearing as quickly as they arose. Um, it's not quite the same here in Denmark, actually. I think the, the sport is still growing very fast in Denmark and there's still being lots of holes built. I know it's, uh, yeah, it is growing like that in, in some countries and in some countries, the, uh, the development is a little bit ahead of time. I know in Sweden, it's also going back a little bit, I think, compared to what it was uh, some years ago. But there's no question about it that paddle over the past few years and in some countries like Denmark now has like its heyday where it's like really a phenomenon and everyone wants to play. And it's quite interesting why that is. And I think 
there's a lot of things that we could learn from it in, in badminton, basically. Um, first of all, I think where they have really succeeded paddle compared to badminton right now is they've made it um, a very social thing to go and play paddle. So all the new arenas, they have very nice areas where people can sit and talk after the, uh, after the training or the matches they play, even at recreational level. So you can sit there, you can get a beer or another drink or a, yeah, a soft drink, whatever. But like there's very nice sitting areas where you can, uh, where you can have a chat. So it's not only about going there playing paddle. It also becomes like a social thing, going there, seeing your friends, catching up with them and just being together. So I think that's a very big thing. And I see a big difference there compared to badminton in Denmark, where you see more and more badminton clubs where the cafeteria is uh, now closed or only being run on a voluntarily basis. So it's very rare that it's it's basically open. So it badminton is being played in lots of old halls, which are very charming, no question about that. And they're very good badminton halls, but it's just like all the paddle halls are new. So they've thought about everything in terms of like how they built it up. And it's not like that in badminton. So there's something to learn from that. If somehow in badminton, we can create a, a better environment for, for all the, the socializing stuff which is happening outside of court. Um, another thing I think that's a small advantage to paddle compared to badminton is I think it's much easier in terms of, in terms of just like picking up the bat and start playing with like, even if you haven't played before, um, it, it seems to me much easier to get some rallies going compared to badminton. I'm not saying that it's an easy sport or anything. I'm just saying it's easier to get some actual play going. You don't need to be as equal in level uh, to get a good match. Um, so in that way, I think it's very suited for uh, for recreational play because you yeah you get more rallies, you get more play, uh, and that's obviously more fun than running around in badminton and having to pick up the shuttle because it is uh, yeah, quite difficult to get some, uh, some good badminton going unless you are on a pretty uh, yeah, equal level or on equal terms. I don't know really how to, to fix that, uh, if it's even possible to fix it, but it is definitely my uh, impression from, paddle, uh, from the paddle scene in Denmark that it is a sport that's very easily accessible for yeah, for basically uh, anyone. And uh, I think that's a big reason why its uh, popularity has uh, risen so much here in uh, in Denmark. But again, I think the other part is, is actually more important that they have succeeded in a way of building up uh, all the, uh, yeah, the social aspects uh, around it. And uh, I know that's not easy uh, to change for badminton clubs, but uh, it is definitely worth noting that's uh, a big part of the reason why paddle is in Denmark at least still a phenomenon. So yeah, I hope Arch that uh, added a little bit to uh, your uh, your question or your topic. Um, and yeah, I think that will be it for me for today. I will be back next week with a preview of the World Championships. As I said, the draw will be out today and uh, all my patrons has been voting about which categories I should be uh, previewing i will of course preview men's singles um, as that is the category i know the most about and i'm the most interested in, in as well i have to admit and uh, you guys my patrons you voted for mixed doubles to be the other category i will preview so next week i will be here with a preview of the world championships and men's singles and mixed doubles so stay tuned for that guys and thanks for listening 
And for anyone that wants to support the work I do here and also have a say in terms of asking questions and uh, suggesting topics, voting for stuff like the preview and other things, go check out patreon.com slash for all the benefits you can get from uh, supporting this podcast. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to A Year on Tour with Wittinghus. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, share and leave a comment in iTunes or your preferred podcast app.